RadioInfluence.com. You know what I hate about headphones is that I'm not cute with headphones. Well, I just showed not- you. That's like somebody saying they're not cute when the picture gets taken. The camera's taking what it sees. That's all I'm saying. But lighting helps. Lighting might help, but the, hey, that's what y'all think. Y'all think them filters help too, till we take them filters off and then, <laughs> then we got y'all for real. But by then, but by then we didn't already bought a ring. By like, then it's too late. Be like, it's you, too be like, late. You, be like you've been walking around with those filters on all this time. You do you ever take your filters off? <laughs> Man, listen, I'm still Brittany. lovable. Brittany. Brittany. Yes. Yes. Do we even know how the show starts, or do we just have these random conversations as the <laughs> microphone comes on? It's how we do. It is. Is that how but, we do? Uh, I guess so we're here. I'm glad you're here, Brittany. I know. Me too. I thought I wasn't going to make it. Yeah. But I'm here and I'm awake. Even, I won't even do that about about you making it. I do want to talk to you about some things this week because it's been like a, a, a crazy last couple of days. And you were actually with me um, when like the crazy, crazy news broke. We were at brunch. So um, welcome everybody to Southern Hospitality. Um, I am DJ Eakin, Tampa's most connected DJ. What do we call you? What do we call you? Brittany, Brittany Gonzalez, Brittany G, Brittany Gonzalez. We already threw the Brittany G thing away. That is what we're not going to (laughs) do. I thought that we were not going to do the Brittany G thing. Brittany Gonzalez works for me. You can call me what you want. Depends. It depends who I'm talking to. Oh, it depends on who we're talking to. How you doing, Brittany? You good today? I'm so good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm having fun. Brittany, um, I know I'm not not you're because you're not super into sports, right? You're not super into sports. No, but I can get into certain sports on certain games, like the big ones. You know, I'm I'm all in on that. Yeah, right. I can get into it. But you do know about the gargantuan personality that was Kobe Bryant. When I tell you, yes, yes, because even though me not knowing anything about basketball, me not even being a fan of basketball, me not even necessarily like being a fan of Kobe, right? I felt that in the room when that news broke like and that's me on some some surface level you know that's not his real fans that have been following him and praising him and looking up to him admiring him since day one you know right my brother like like i really wanted to call i really i and we got this news we were at brunch this weekend we were at brunch at um and shouts out to jackson's we were at brunch and shouts out to jackson for having all this food that britney will put on her plate and not eat but want to eat off the next person's plate but that's a whole nother story for the podcast you know what yes let's not even get into that we kind of got the news and and i wondered did everybody get the news like we kind of got the news from somebody we were eating with getting a phone call we weren't sure and then we all immediately started running to our phones but we couldn't find it which is the yeah which is the first thing i want to get into cuz i want to know like your thoughts on this part uh, and Jason and I were talking about this earlier. So when we first got the news, shouts out to our boy AJ and Jay who were having having brunch with us. So AJ gets a phone call. Mm-hmm. That's when we start getting the buzz that we need to go online and, and this Kobe thing might be going on. We immediately all run online. I run TMZ's site. And, and you, I think we were all saying the same. The TMZ site is saying... Uh, try again. Something overloaded. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, the site crashed. Oh, for sure, it crashed. Right. And then though, I personally couldn't find it anywhere else. I was going to ESPN.com. Everywhere. I couldn't find it anywhere. We were all searching different sites. All of us, like trying to find a confirmation. Right. Like so, it would. It- right. So at that point, I'm thinking maybe, maybe, maybe it could be some confusion because I and. and do you believe TMZ as much as I like? I I honestly am at this point right now in my life. I feel like if TMZ hit it, 
I'm 95% thinking I'm going to believe it. I'm saying 99% to be honest, because they're so on top of it, man. I don't think they've created a foundation where they just know stuff. They got people everywhere with eyes. You know what I mean? So no, when they, when they report something, I take it as pretty much facts. That's it. Right. So we finally got the TMZ confirmation. What I want to ask you about is this part, because this is what's going on. This is a lot of what's happening right now. From what I'm hearing, and what I actually read this too, the cops, when they were doing the, the uh, you know, the press conference and all the, you know, the emergency people, they were scolding TMZ for reporting this because they hadn't had a chance to notify Kobe's family, anybody's family members at all. Now you yeah. and I both being a part of the media, what do you think about that? That is tough, man, because you know what this business, you know, numbers, like all of that aside, this business is like, it's not, there aren't a lot of feelings in it when you're reporting on things like that, especially like TMZ, they're so big, they don't care, they're corporate, they're they're just too big to like even think about that. I don't even think they really see humans the same, you know, with their business, you can't. So, right. but, but, but as a, us in, in this industry, it's tough, man, because you never want to seem like you're trying to cash in on something that is like so tragic. And right. so like, and then again, you still don't even, you're still processing everything, let alone the family that's directly affected. Right. His wife, I wasn't even thinking about his wife to be, when it hurt, you just, you just hear the news and you just want to know what's going on. Right. So, so that's you, a tough so one. If you were Harvey, would you hope, would you ever, cause Harvey don't, Harvey, People, I, I I don't know much about Harvey, but he seems like, from what everybody's saying now, like, Harvey just ruthless and about his business. Like, yo, this got to get done. Like, I yeah. want to be, and then, you know, like I said, I believe now that if TMZ puts something out, I'm pretty much, like, I'll be, be seeing some entertainers talking about TMZ with fake news, TMZ with, I, I really don't see, maybe I'm missing the fake news because I don't read TMZ all the time. Oh, you're trying to say, like, they say that they report wrong a lot? Yeah, like, it'll be like, TMZ with fake news on me. This is fake news and... I don't I don't know if I get that from TMZ. I don't get that either from TMZ because they are so listen, they have a big corporate like I'm talking about they have money to lose. You know what I'm saying? If someone's going to be sued, it's going to be TMZ. Right. For and you know false information. So they have to be very careful. Look at uh even with 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 truthful information, wasn't it with Gawker? Gawker got completely oh, that, shut that was down the Hulk, because of, Hulk, Hulk Hogan thing. Hulk Hogan. Right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was actually, that was a real tape. That was him in it, but he got that whole site shut down. So they have a lot to lose. So no, I think that they definitely are credible. They try to be. I'm like, you know, I didn't even think about that. It was, it was going so fast. And I don't even, I don't even think at, in the beginning I had a chance to process what his like family and daughters that are still here. Right. Might You're not be even... going through at that moment to lose him and his sister be, and, and, and his daughter be on that thinking... plane. You're not thinking that they don't already know. You're thinking that they know already. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not thinking, oh, they must not have heard yet. You're the first to hear it before the actual direct person, before Vanessa heard about it. Like, no. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's finding out with the rest of the world, but we're not thinking about that. We're just, there's a piece of information here that is just like what we want to know. And we're not thinking, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I wouldn't say we're terrible people, but at the same time, maybe, maybe we are. I'm not a terrible person. That, how, Sometimes I am. It hit me. It hit me hard. But I was reading an article and it was talking about other other deaths that have hit kind of crazy. And what to me maybe hit that hard was I was actually landing in L.A. when the Michael Jackson news broke. Like I was literally the plane was coming down. My plane was coming down to land. And it, and as people were cutting on their phones, they were buzzing like 
yo, something's going on with Michael Jackson for the, because we were going to the BET Awards. And yeah. then I wound up, my boy Kuda Love stays actually right across the street from that compound that Mike actually passed, that he, that everything went wrong in. So outside of Kuda's house, it was like mad people, mad memorial, everything. And he's telling me these stories about how Mike's security, you know, sometimes would talk to him about stuff, how, you know, different areas that Mike came from in the house. And I was out there with all those people and those flowers and they crying and this and that and the other. And I didn't cry or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But does it feel strange to you that the world like grasp on these people like this and, and you look at all these tears and all this stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. And then they're very neighbor though. We don't have that kind of compassion for it. or like people in their own family. Like they don't, you know, like every right now, the big message I, is cherish the people you know that what? you okay. actually know. But I keep seeing these memes talking kind of like on that subject of like, they say the same, they question what is, you know, you adore this person, this celebrity so much, but where is that? Or love and compassion for the, like right. it's the person next door maybe but at the same time they're like okay but my idol or like who's my father you know what i'm saying like my father's not someone to look up to or you know like my my family ain't doing too well you know <laughs> for their their own self-sabotaging behavior so it's like yeah i'm gonna look up to someone else you know admire them and maybe not so much someone that close to you because if you know if they're not that positive influence i mean that's on you, you know. Okay, so you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me open up a whole another can of worms here because what? I'm. I, I'm. Look, you. You didn't say anything wrong because because one of those memes that you're talking about is the one that always strikes me. Support like like say you open a business tomorrow, right? I don't want to uh-huh. support you. I just want to come in and get things for free. I love right, this right, meme right. that goes support the people you know, like these celebrities. You support your friends. Uh, you know, dreams like you support these celebrities you don't yes. know. You know what I'm yes. saying? Think about it. We out here and we love, you You know, something happened to Beyonce. The Beehive is not playing. No, no. You know, the not, Beehive does all. not play. You know, like when Nicki Minaj get into something or Cardi's crew, you know what I'm saying? Like those crews. And I just, I just wonder why is it so hard to like support? We don't have that same support. And maybe I'm just asking a crazy question. Maybe I'm just asking a crazy because me personally, like, there's nobody that that seriously that has passed that that I've looked up to. Like, I love Michael Jackson. I love like Jay Z, Diddy. Like, I think these dudes are dope. Well, that's why so many people know them because they have that greatness that you know they they flourish. They they whatever that that greatness in them was, they brought it out and used it to its full potential, which is why we all know who they are. Which but, is why they've made changes the way they have. But my question Culture. to you though is. Am I shallow or something wrong with me because I won't cry? Like I won't, like I can't, like I can't, like don't give me like I said. Like you care, but you don't. You're saying like it doesn't stress. Like to 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 bring you to that emotion would take more than that. Right. Like I really, like I really am a fan of Kobe. Like I like I like Kobe, and like I said, my brother Raheem is like a Kobe. Like I had, I really called and checked on him because that's how much he's loved the Lakers over the years and Kobe and everything else. And I am a Jordan fanatic. God forbid if something happened to Michael Jordan tomorrow, I don't I don't think I would cry. And I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't, understand, cried, Egan? I don't understand the emotions that people have for these <laughs> celebrities they don't know. That. What, what's, the like what's the question? What's the question? I said, when's the last time you cried and you went right over it? I'm like it must have been recent. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think. I mean, don't get me well, wrong. Of, hey, 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 you ever seen that episode of Martin and Tom be like, I've cried. <laughs> I, I cried. I'm just, I just, I don't know. Like I want to, I'm trying to get to what makes people be this attached to a celebrity 
I would say, that okay, they so never met. You, like, don't get me. Tell you. Okay, because people cried over Aaliyah too, right? And I will okay. tell you, I didn't necessarily cry over Aaliyah, but I was sad for her. But when Selena, I, Selena was already dead by the time I was like, but what I'm saying is that like, I still, I will cry over Selena. I can't watch the movie. I cannot watch the movie anymore. I cried too much. It's painful because the person that she was was so amazing. I got attached to that. I'm like, man, we lost a beautiful person. Anytime you, you see someone that's a beautiful from inside out, you're like, you want that to be in this world now while you're living. You know what I'm saying? You want to be a part of that. And like, oh, that's why I got emotional. I miss her. Okay. Now, that brings me to my other point that I've been reading all on Twitter. And, you know, because I'm like, to me, like I said, I feel bad for everybody on that helicopter. And and I'm a, and I am a Kobe fan. And as a black man, I really am or was proud of what he was even doing in his after yes. basketball life. Right. So oh I was really God, super proud of that. But on the flip side of it, which everyone seems to be wanting to talk about now or not everyone, a lot of people on Twitter bringing up. That Kobe wasn't perfect. He was flawed, like all of us are. But now they're talking about, like, as if we're so busy talking about his accolades and how great he was at basketball and how he supported him in his basketball and this and that and the other and what he did for his daughters and family that we're skipping right over that rape case that he had back in Colorado. So when I ask you that part, I guess I'm bringing the question back around to, so you crying over a dude who, which none of us are perfect, but again, I'm just asking, like, when these people are, when they're crying or whatever, am I wrong for not crying or was the public or all these other people, is it too soon for them to be trying to bring up what he did that was bad? Because over years, he's, you know, he's, he's done, he's still, he's done a lot of good too. And right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, right. I'm trying to make sure I'm not asking the question all confusing. It's just a lot going yes, on around this Kobe a thing. Lot. There's a lot because there's so many layers to it, Egan. There's so many different parts to it on both sides, right? Okay, so I did not, I vaguely remember the rape case as it was going on. I was not in there. I was, I was not in that. Right. right? So when that got brought up now, I vaguely remember like, Oh, I do remember that happening. Right. So I went back and looked up on the case because I feel like if you're ever going to talk about, you know, someone's rape case, you got to know what was going on because there are, there's context to everything, you know what I'm saying? And it's important on both ends, on both sides that both, you know, stories, both truths are told, whatever it may be. So that is it too soon? No, it's not too soon. Okay. It'll never it's not too soon because we'd already nobody was talking about it already. You know what I'm saying? Like it was already yes, it was in the media, but from what I what I've been reading up on is that it wasn't put it, the girl never got her the, nobody believed her or nobody took her side. You know, the media kind of covered it in a way where like, they shamed her right. as the victim. You know, there was that going on. Um, Kobe had her sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. Which, and which in they his still mind, hold to this day. To this day. So even now that everything's going on, she's still not allowed to talk about it. What right. happened to her? Anything, right? Because of the NDA. This was recently. So that's why it's like even then though they were saying that when the case was happening back then people were saying it's too soon to talk about it you know what i mean like even then so is it ever too soon no because we need to open those conversations now pertaining to kobe is like uh, there's more layers to it but in the conversation of itself no it's not too soon unfortunately it's not but do you think that she really can't talk because and and you being a woman i really want you can answer this way better than me because you know the perception once you start involving money or once they take the money in the settlement, right? Ooh, not saying yes. that it's right, but I'm asking your thoughts on it. Like, like, God forbid, like, 
I have to, I, re- I guess I have to, I'm, I'm asking if it's okay if I put you in that position as opposed to me because you're a female, right? So you go right. to court and then you do this NDA thing and you sign and you take this 200000 or whatever it was that was the undisclosed amount, which ain't enough money to fix your life or whatever trauma well, you went through, but I, I, people often do it. Right. 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 They often do it. Mm-hmm. So I, go ahead. Yeah. So your question is like, would I, if maybe well, being, I mean, because like you, well, I mean, there's so many layers here that I'm kind of right. trying but to make sure I even get the question at, out right. Right. If you're looking at it like, you know, what does it say if I take the money and then, you know what I mean? Like right. that's, that that's to it. Me, I'm the victim, but I'm now I'm accepting money to kind of gloss over. So now I can no longer talk about it or maybe, you know, use it in a, in a way to slander someone because it's like, well, I accepted the money. So I, I, I this was our closure. You know what I'm saying? Like you accepted closure in that way. I've so never heard that, it put like that, but that might be a very that might be very the a place that I, I guess that I never thought of. You that's kind of like closure to some extent, I guess. To some extent, that was closure for Kobe. That was never closure for her. Kobe never wanted to talk about it. Obviously, it's a it's a. It, and then I read too that Kobe was like, I didn't. I thought we were. Con- I thought it was consensual. It turns out, you know, we viewed it differently. And then you hear the details or whatever. I don't necessarily want to get into that right now. But back to your question about, you know, after you accept the money, like, can you can you still play a victim or not play a victim? But can you still be a victim? And that's tough because. You know, what were the circumstances? Why did she have to take the money? Was she going to lose the case completely and lose everything? You know what I mean? And then right. it's all for nothing. You you know, like you you lose everything. Now you're you're out financially less. You know what I mean? You're definitely more broke now because you're trying to go up against Kobe's lawyers. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot right. of money that goes into this. So so looking at it like that on the real logistic level, man, like money wise, I don't know what she was doing, you know, where she was at in life. She really needed it at that time. She just maybe at the times for victims, you have to understand we all process things differently. And I say, wait, because like it's, you know, that's a, but it's okay. You take, everybody handles it differently. Right. So I think in her case, it could have been so many things, so many things go through your mind. Is it my fault? Did I, you know, did I wait too late to speak or who's this going to affect when I do speak up? You know, who does this hurt around me? Because it's not just the people involved. Right. It's his family. You know what I'm saying? His wife has to deal with that. It's her family. It's the whole world watching this. So there's a, like, that is, imagine the girls who do that, who have this happen to them by someone, just a family member or whatever, or, or a date, you know what I'm saying? Gone wrong. This is someone who everybody knows. There's right. a lot of stuff that, like, what is it? What goes on in the? Ooh, that's that's a tough one, Egan. It's well, just so uh, and again, tough. I, but again, like one thing that I always want to do, and like I said, that's why I'm so glad that you're a part of Southern Hospitality now. Is I think sometimes we do these shows right, or you know, guys are the are the guy on the mic, and we get to voice, and then we get to voicing. When I'm nine times out of ten, a guy isn't the victim. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, we get these we get these opinions and. To me, some of these thoughts should, a lot of these thoughts should come from someone like you because you're actually on the side of what a female might be trying to process. God forbid a victim because I never want that to happen. But I'm just saying like much more of what a female might be trying to process because from a guy's side, sometimes, a lot of times I hear this back, especially in the the world of sports and entertainment the way that I am. Man, she knew what she was doing at three o'clock in the morning. And, 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 And I honestly, honestly, coming from the life that I'm in, and knowing yeah. how things go on, what do you, what, what, I'll say it out loud because I'm not afraid to. What are you expecting to happen at three o'clock in the morning going to Kobe Bryant's hotel room? 
Okay, and here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's a very, that's why the consensual part, that's the gray area that starts to come into play because maybe you both are into each other. Maybe I am into you. I do want to, you know, mess around with you, have some fun, but I don't want to take it all the way that far that night. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we've been drinking. Maybe you think that because I've been feeling you and I am definitely interested in you, you think that, okay, it's a go. It's cool. Like, she likes me. I like her. It's nothing. Because I've you know? been drinking and I've been smoking. <laughs> My bad. I, it was right there. No, but, it was right there. The ATL and it was right there. You. I'm sorry. It was right you there. You know, that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, once once a female says no, I think that that's when everything, like whatever you whatever you thought, whatever the mood was, that's that's the vibe right there. It is now now set. It's a new tone, and that's hard to take because it's hard to reel back when you're in the moment. You're having a good time. I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying, there's passion involved. Whatever it is, it turns up. Right. So it's a. Where's I going with that? Whew. Having flashbacks of like just, you know, like just the just knowing that that like there's so many things that can happen and uh, and escalate. But but yeah, what were you doing there? You were trying to have a good time. It turned into something you didn't want it to. You know what I mean? So it just you have to. But we're but because we don't talk about it, females don't know how to handle these situations. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't necessarily know or maybe you think that like, oh, am I crazy? Am I or not crazy? But. Am I the one that's like, am I being, did I lead him on too much or right. something? You know, there's a lot of, man, us girls, we, the, the, yeah, I don't. So, yeah, I was there at 3 a.m., but if I said no, if I stopped that and I said no, and then that's what it is. Now, if I didn't say no and I'm just trying to, you know, quiet and making, assuming you know what I know, that's different because that's a, you know, you're, you're, that's a gray area. Again, every, every situation is different, though. Right. Everyone. But yeah. So, as someone who's not a super sports fan, but mm-hmm. you did know about Kobe, you do know about a little bit more about his legacy. You, of course, are getting a lot of insight now on him and the life of his daughter, and how he was suddenly, you know, not not suddenly, but becoming like this <sighs> this father that's you know like really giving back, philanthropy. He's uh, supporting women's basketball, this and that and the other, and then like I said. From these other people, because you're like me, like you do research, you hear stuff, you read Twitter, you read social yeah. media we're, we're in this media thing. Does it kind of tarnish your thought of his legacy a little bit because the rape case thing has kind of been brought back? I mean, no, like you said, it's not something to me that should be forgotten. It's just like I said, I, you, the timing of it is kind of weird. It's just, you know, because he's gone. But he's not at here the same time, himself. because his. And every victim that has gone through something like that, it's like now is the perfect time to talk about it because his name is so relevant, right? Everybody's talking about, okay, well, if you're going to be talking about Kobe, let's talk about everything Kobe. So that's why it's like, no, it's not too soon. But at the same time, can you separate the two as far as like his legacy? Like you were saying, there's a legacy there. There's, you know, that man was dedicated to his work, to his career, like to his, you know, his city, to his people around him like he was still a good person in other ways so it's hard to like man and then the father that he was right did you hear did you hear that woman that that news anchor woman who was talking about the story when she met kobe she was pregnant yeah and she was having a l duncan Duncan. is that who that was yeah so then you know she wanted to meet kobe and like he walked up to her first because he was so excited she was pregnant and she was like what are you having and she goes a girl and he was like oh my god i love girls you You know know, i'm a a dad." dad A girl, girl dad, dad, right? Yes, you know, and so he called himself a girl dad, and and she left. The news anchor was just like he was a girl dad. He died 
being a girl dad. Right. And that's something you can't take away from him either because he was a, uh, uh, I mean, any dad, any father to their child, I would hope that you're, you're everything to them. You know, right. like you can't take that away from his daughters. He was their everything. He was there for them. Their biggest supporter. They're like their provider. And, and, and that's, he didn't have to be, he, just because you have money doesn't mean you're still a great father. You know what I'm saying? Like there's plenty of rich fathers out there who aren't there for their kids. So I'm not that's jumping why in there. I'm, I saw you leave me something to jump in there. I'm not jumping in there. Cause you know, I could have gave you like eight names. I'm not jumping <laughs> in there right now. I'm not jumping in. Go ahead with your thought though. Cause it was a very good one. Go ahead. It was a very good thought. But, uh, I- well, uh, whoa, I forgot what I was You're talking about. How he, was, he was a great dad. And, and, and yeah, of course, I jumped in with the craziness. But, you know, like even just having money does not make you a great dad. But he was really he, doing a good job. He was, man. He was stepping up. And, and for the, like I said, his community, too. And that's the, that's how you your growth of like, look, that was back then. He said in his mind, from what I read, like I said, he said he thought it was consensual. Right. There are a lot of gray areas. I understand. However, it still was not. It was not consensual. So now there's consequences, right? He never had to really deal with those consequences because of all the money, because of the meat, whatever it was, it worked out in his favor this time. However, he I feel like part of it or whatever it was, I hope maybe it was a motivator for him to be that better person to grow and to never do that again and to make up for it in other ways because he can't take that back. Right. You know what I mean? And he could have stayed a crappy person and stayed doing this to more women. And you know, like, he has anyone else? Weinstein come- or R. Kelly? Thank you. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. He you left stayed. me room for names. So I figured I'd give some examples. And those are great ones of <laughs> ones who kept doing it, who are still in the system, still in the cycle of doing this to women. Right. So I do think that everyone deserves to redeem themselves and they have to, and, and it's on themselves to do that. And I think he did a great job of that. And again, separating it. If we're just talking about that. Yes. Right. So I guess. So. Is our final point with this going to be then that. It doesn't completely tarnish his legacy, but if we're going to talk about his legacy, we have to encompass his entire legacy. Everything, everything, absolutely everything. And I don't think, and I think it's, it's also a learning experience to, to everyone. Like I, I read a woman, she goes, the first time I ever heard about rape culture or like rape mainstream, she goes, was Kobe's case. That was what taught me what that even meant. You know what I'm saying? And we're still figuring it out in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't talk about this stuff because it's not a fun subject. But at the same time, like this is this is how you get those conversations started. I think you made a good point, though, too, in that. On the one hand, if it was someone else, they may not have gotten to smooth it over, per se, if that's a term I can use, if they did, because they don't have the money that Kobe had. But I will say this, though. And you made this point in what you were what you were giving us back is he seemed to have whatever that experience was. He didn't put himself in that position again. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that to me is like a good part of his legacy that, that we should also look at, too. Like, yes, he made a mistake. That's just like somebody who committed murder. They go do their time. And I think the biggest problem with this part here is you made this point, too, was people don't feel like he ever really had to face it. Yes. I think that's what's bothering everybody here. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, like it's one thing if, if you say, okay, Kobe, and again, I wasn't there, so right. I don't know what happened in the room per se. I am a fan of Kobe Bryant. Not a fan of everything he's ever done or said, but as a basketball player and what you I got to see, I'm a fan. I respect the movement. I'm not here to bash Kobe Bryant by far because he's passed. But um, 
I think what the biggest thing, like you said, what I'm finding out and hearing from the folks on social media that are seem to be in an uproar about this is that they feel he never really had to face that. He kind of like bought his way, sweeped it under the table. And then all of a sudden we're like, remember, Kobe's an awesome guy. And they're like, but wait a minute, we're not ever going to talk about this because we never really have. Right. Right. But how do we fix that? That we st- we talk about it, man. That's it. That's literally how you started. You open the conversation. Like when big events happen like this, you use this as momentum. I mean, uh, there's so many other cases too where I'm trying to think. I wish I could think off the top of my head where it was like people were bringing up this 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 problem, right? And it but it took a big moment. I know what I'm talking about. I'm so mad at myself for not even remember. Remember Colin Kaepernick getting yes. on his knee, right? right? And people were like, "Why would you do that during the national anthem?" What, well, look what it did. It had everybody talking about it. Look right. what it did to the NFL. Look what it made them speak up about. You know right. what I'm saying? Like we started to really talk about and face these issues that are going on inside that we don't see outside here as just normal people, but people who are in it, who see it, who are being oppressed by it, whatever it is. Like, yeah. It you sparked know what? the conversation. Get, it, it sparked the conversation. major conversation, right? Major. So absolutely use that momentum. You can use that as whatever that's cheap to you or whatever. But to me, if that is your goal, whatever your objective is, you have a goal to do. You got to get it done. You get it done. And he did that. And that's why I'm like, yeah, it, that's how we start this. Start the conversation. Use this in a positive way to to move forward, but also learn from this. You know right. what I mean? So in your opinion, in your opinion, what do you think that men could do to help fix either the the narrative per se or this culture that you feel because i mean you're in this entertainment thing like me so you see a lot of things we're out late yeah. we, we're, in, <laughs> yeah. we're in places where vip matters everybody wants to be important we're around money we're around what looks like money that ain't money we're around uh, a lot of this different <laughs> stuff part, yeah, yeah around stuff that looks like money that ain't money you know what i'm saying so so like, if I could ask your opinion as a woman, what do you give me a couple of things that you think that we as men could do to help fix this this cult? Because it, it it and if we don't if we don't talk about it, we don't have this candid talk. In my opinion, if we're not like we you and I both talk about all the time, if we're not really real with each other, then how does it ever really get fixed? So I'm asking yeah. you if you can think of some things right now. What do you think could help fix you know or point this in a, in a right direction? Other than First off, we actually seem like we're facing it right now. We're actually having it's in our face. We're having to have this discussion. And I guess it comes on the heels of a very sad time because people are kind of questioning whether we should talk about Kobe's entire, you know, legacy or just, you know, certain pieces of it. Yeah, no, I think that the biggest way, first of all, it, stop expecting like. I think it when you just stop expecting. Okay, it starts with. Ugh, I hate talking. I don't even know how to say this. Uh, stop expecting that you're gonna like bang the first night or bang just because y'all are feeling each other. Like if we, if you take that out, like actually court a girl. You know what I'm saying? Like actually put effort into a woman. Then I think that would be your first start. That would help. But also just to be open and honest and and communicate what you want. What what are you into? What are you you know, I don't I I don't have the exact answer yet, but I think that it to be, you know, kind of clear on what's going on. Or if you see, you know, oh man, that's a tough one. Cause I'm like, is drinking involved? You know, like you gotta be careful of that. You know, if a girl's been drinking, you gotta be extra mindful to be like, well, she's maybe not entirely you know, herself right now, the so you know, Brittany, sober Brittany and drunk Brittany are two different people. But but, but I, even sober and drunk Brittany, no still means no. Oh, yes. 
Oh, absolutely. Right. But that's what I'm saying. But you got to be able to, to know that anything can change in a moment's notice. And like, I think that part just be like, read the room as much as you can. Right. And uh, I mean, if that's what you mean, how, how can men be better? How can men be more cautious? Is that what, what you I mean? Cautious, I think cautious is a good way because I mean, sometimes, I mean, I think we all do. I think we all have to be more. I think we all have to be. I think as a female speaking from this side of what I see. I think going to a hotel room at three o'clock in the morning, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but you can always wait five more hours and go for breakfast. You yes. really could. You could always wait. You, you could always wait for five more hours and be like, breakfast at nine o'clock, I'll see you. And yes. one of my girls is probably going to come. But if I do want to come over and I want to come over and then I can come over and then I'll leave when I want to leave, yes. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yes, and again, I don't, I don't think any of that is wrong. I, I don't, I don't. But I, I think it's a conversation. I do, I do <sighs> agree with you. It's, it's a very, it's a tough conversation. But I think it's one that we need to have also too, because we got the next generation of young men, and there, you got some that are going to be athletes or some that are going to be in positions of power. You know, and, yes. if, and if we don't, if we don't get a hold on this culture, if we don't get a hold on what's happening here, the, the, the Me Too movement ain't going to be able to fix that. It can't fix everything. Because to exactly. me, the Me Too movement is not a prevent. It's a it's a fix after, you know. And I'm not. It's not even a bash the Me Too movement. It's a fix after because these things are happening. Now we're trying to play catch up. We should be doing something to make sure that these things don't happen. That you guys aren't in that position. Or also on the flip side of that, that some of these women that are out here doing the traps and stuff aren't setting up good guys. Well, because that's the flip side. What do you mean? Wait, explain that because like, like I kind of follow. You got some good guys out here that are like yo, like. I really like you. And they've been set up by women on the flip side, you know, or you got a woman that clearly knows she consented, but then she'd be like, you know what? You pay or I'm going to say it wasn't consensual. I'm right. Start no. Oh, and those are trashy, trashy, terrible, garbage human beings. Like you should never set someone up like, no, you're, you're a terrible person. And that's the other side of it. It sucks because there, that's a real thing too, man. Right. Like there's women who will say stuff and then, you know, th later admit that they lied. They straight up lied on purpose just because whatever they were going through, they wanted to make it, you know, the story make be the victim. Right. And, Oh, man, that's the part. But here's my my take on that, too, with that is that, like, I'm always going to believe the person first, though, because you should always take that approach, because when you don't believe someone and they're telling the truth, especially about something so traumatic like that, man, that that can really, really make someone go inside a shell and never come out. You know what I'm saying? So you always want to believe a person. So, yes, there's room for that, Ekin, but I don't think that I think you always give the person the benefit of the doubt and let them show themselves later. I, I agree. Otherwise, there. I mean, but yeah, there's trash ass human beings out there like that. You, Girls who want to come up, go get your own. While I got you I in this, while it. I got you in this space, Brittany, and, and normally, like to me, this is a much more serious show, so I don't have as much laughs as I as I normally would. I have know, here. but we need to talk about this, and that's what I love about this is that we got to talk about this stuff too. Right. So, let's take it a little younger. Let's take it a little younger to girls that are in high school. Girls that are in junior high that are starting Ooh, to yes. be around this life that, and you know, like with social media and, you know, like the hormones are starting to go. Oh my goodness. Yes. What and advice would you give? What advice would you give a, a younger female? And you know what? Let's start first with adults and listening to 
the next generation and when they're talking because I think a lot of times we gotta we gotta we gotta start listening more to make sure that they're not afraid to talk. Talk about yes. afraid to talk. Teenagers and stuff be like, I I can't tell them that. Nobody's gonna <laughs> believe me. I don't I don't want to know. And I tell all my right. son all day. I tell my son, my godsons, my nephews, yo man, like just tell me. Let me deal with it. Just tell me. I was, I'm not here to shoot you down, but you got to tell me the truth and then we'll deal with it from there. Like, I want it yes. to be that open. Like, yo, like, tell me. If you can't tell nobody else, tell me. Call me I, in the middle of the night. I'm going to call you back if I don't pick up. Tell Because I think it needs to be that open because if it's not, them telling their friends, I always used to hear this right here. Two 10-year-olds with a cigarette, don't neither one of them know shit. Neither one of them. <laughs> neither one of them know shit. Two 10-year-olds with a cigarette, you might as well just get just no. You might just 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 say y'all gonna die because don't nobody know nothing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Whereas opposed to, and and I will always be thankful. This story I I tell every now and again, and they're gonna say my mom was a bad parent, and I don't even know Why? if my mom even know about this story. I was Ooh. six years old, right? I was six years old. You remember stuff from six years old? Girl, I don't act like a, girl. Don't act like I'm that old. Don't even, don't get busted. no. I'm saying I don't remember stuff past girl. You don't remember like stuff past yesterday. 13 then Girl, I remember. You don't remember a lot from this past weekend. Let's just go there. <laughs> that's but that's true. another story. But, okay, go ahead. But get this. And I, I've told this story. I don't think I've ever told this story like on the radio per se. Okay. Um, I'm six years old. Now, my oldest brother and sister, they got me by like 12, 13 years. And okay. they were always doing something. Always like sneaking <laughs> in. The, they was always into some shit. Let me just put it like that. <laughs> Always. So my mom is at work. My mom is at work. They in the crib smoking weed. Oh my God. So I walk in. What y'all doing? Stop. I want to do it. (laughs) The thing I love about my oldest sister to this day is that nothing ever got hidden from me. Mm -hmm. Like if there was a, if, if I was going to try something, she was always like there to be the guide. Like, so basically with this experience, now I am, this is no bullshit. I am six years old and I'm literally, they are smoking weed. She lets me puff. (laughs) She lets me puff. See, how old was she? If he's six years older than me, like, I mean, if it's 12 years older than me, so that makes her like 18, 17, 18, 19, something like that, somewhere like that. Okay, she was still a kid herself. All right. Here's here's my point with that. Here's my point with that. Why I don't, to this day, a parent probably holds that against her, but me, why I love her to this day. By her letting me do that, I never wanted to go and sneak and smoke weed again. Because you hated it. Because honestly, when I did that puff, I started coughing and I was out of here. But in my defense, <laughs> you know what she said I said next? You know what she what? said I said next? What? You know what she said I said next? What? You ready for this, Brittany? Tell me. She said I was staying. I said, yo, I want to go get some pussy. She said, I said next, They're right? Six years six old. Six years old. But my point of that story is this. By having her, right? And I'm again, I'm not saying everybody should handle it like this. What my sister, when she showed me that. Nobody should. Okay, go on. I didn't turn out so bad, Brittany. You ain't going to just act like I my sister ruined me. You ain't going to act like my sister what ruined mean? me. But anyway, oh. look. Again, again, this is not about telling people that this is the way that kids should be raised. I'm just telling you my experience. Okay. What I'm saying is what it made me feel like, though, was I didn't feel like I had to try and run and hide things. Like, I always felt like if something was on my mind that somebody told me, like if somebody said, yo, you, you, we should all smoke weed. I would go to her and be like, should I smoke weed? And she'd be <laughs> like, no, nah, you really shouldn't. 
And then I might be like, well, you smoke weed. That don't make it good for you, though. I'm helping you avoid things. Like, I did it. Don't do as I... You know what I'm saying? But she never... She, like, if I had a real question about something going on, whether it was sex or whatever, she would answer it. Uh-huh. She wouldn't right. be on this thing like, you don't need to know that. It was a very, like, you can talk to me type type relationship. And I mm-hmm. love her to this day for that. Not that's my point of it. The weed story just happens to be the funniest shit ever. Cause I because I, I, I ended it. Cause I ended it. Look, Brittany, I ended it like a player. <laughs> you know? No, hey, hey, not. Brittany, Brittany. And I might even had the footies in my pajamas. I might even had the one piece, the onesie on with the feet in. I'm talking about, hey, you know what I want to do right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just look. That ain't the point of the story, Brittany. The Bruh, point of the story you is to me. Some little ponies on it too, just just little. I had a little horse right here, you know, Mida. <laughs> and it, look, it wasn't polo either, but I'm just saying it was like a little horse here, you know, probably. That's okay. And I look, That's and I okay. probably had, I probably had spilled some juice on it or something somewhere, you know, you know, you know how a six year old do. I probably had spilled three or four things. She's on. Like, did you say you want some juicy? Like, <laughs> want some juice? That we trying to say? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, and my point of that is. And coming back to back around to the point that we're making is just having an open line of communication is what she always did. And yes, that is so important. They, I think that the youth definitely. So you're asking me about advice to the youth or to like other women? Honestly, I think that goes I think that goes every way now. Though, when you think about you it, have, like if you you listen to what any of those people are actually trying to tell you or talk to you, listen first before you start attacking and telling them how wrong they are or that their story what, is wrong. That's the biggest thing, Ikan. I think that's the best way to go about it, man, because you they need someone to go and talk to because they have questions. Like, right. You have questions about your own body even. Like you don't know how your even reproductive system necessarily works, how your whole entire just like the inside out like that's hard those are weird subjects to talk about so like you need someone and you got to say those things out loud whatever it is whatever your question relationships friendships you know am i putting myself in in it i know kids like to sneak out and stuff you know what i'm saying but where are you sneaking out to who you with who you hanging with do you have any good people around you in your circle who you know want you to do better and they're not all f-ups where you're like Damn, you know, everybody's cool with skipping school. Everybody's cool with doing this bad stuff. But where's the one person that's like has some sense? You right. need that one person around you. So that one good person around you, even if it's just one, because I know some people, you know, like you hang with different crowds or whatever. But that the open communication, whether it's with your parents, but some people don't have that with their parents. You right. know, parents don't like to that's talk about like my sister Jackie. She was she was like she was. And I could talk to my mom and dad, too. Don't get me wrong. But as a I kid. Can't. I, I felt like not. like my sister Jackie to this day like I love her. You know you, what's the what's the one weird thing that you as you a kid growing up that you you felt started happening to you and you was like what's going on? What oh was my that, god! What was that one weird thing? Okay, Let me tell you mine is, first, or you got yours? Yes. Yeah, you, well, I have mine, but tell me yours because I'm gonna see if mine's is too much. Go mine's ahead. is I started growing this one piece of hair out of this <laughs> nipple right here. Stop! Right, and I was like, "Am I getting the hairy chest? Wait, wait." <laughs> And to this day, that's the only piece of hair on my chest. That one piece of hair <laughs> growing out of my nipple over here. No, that's a good thing. You don't need, you not, you I don't did, want. I, you know, Brittany, I was like, I was like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, I might be getting some hair on my chest. And then I got nothing. Just that one piece kept getting longer. And to this day, it is the only piece of hair on my chest. And every it's once in a while. Huh? Is it still there? Yeah, every once in a while, I get a wild hair in my ass. I might be hungover or something. I'll be like, <laughs> yank it out. And then it grow back. But it's the only, like, it's the only piece of hair I ever get on my entire chest. Oh, my God. I mean, you asked. I'm just, we share things here, Brittany. We share things. Which means now okay. it's your turn. Okay. Uh, oh, man. All right. So that, all right. But it's the only one I can remember. So we have to go with this story. So I, as a as a teen, I remember. How old were you? 
I was, oh, okay. I was in middle school, so I was like 13, 14. No, like 12 or 13. Okay. I don't freaking know. All oh, I wow. know is that one morning I woke up. First of all, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. It's so you weird. You got an open line of communication to me. I'm not right, judging whatever. you. whatever. I am right. not judging you. Listen, I'm only going to say it because if some other little girl sees this out here, I want you to know it's normal. But um, one day I woke up, I don't even know. My freaking, my nipples were so itchy and I could not, like, they would not stop <laughs> itchy. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> what? what does it mean if your nipples itch? Does that mean something? I, I freaked out, Egan. I was like, what is going on? Like, it won't stop itching. And like, these are like, I didn't understand and I was so afraid to ask my mom because I was like, I hadn't done anything, but still I'm like, what's wrong with my body? Am I about to lose my nipples? Like, are they going to, she said, am I about I, to lose my nipples? I didn't know. And then I asked my mom, like, finally I was like, I was so scared that I just was like, I screamed. I was like, mom. And she runs over like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. My nipples are itchy. And she was like, didn't really, I don't even think she really, she was just like, you're fine. Let me ask you a question. Being that you're from Latin background, did y'all talk that? Did that happen in Spanish, Spanglish, or English? <laughs> it happened in English, but that was like one of the few conversations we ever had about like, yeah. So what did you put my... on? What did you put on your nipples? You put alcohol on them, like put some kind of lotion on them, some kind of a cream. Like how <laughs> no. did you? How did you get your nipples to stop itching? Is the, that is the its, question right now. That's a great question. I think it just on its own because I don't remember my mom helped really like doing anything about it. I think she was just like, "You're fine. That's normal." What's normal about was, nipples itching? The next day it was done. So they itched the entire twenty four hours. Um, well, I would say most of the day. So what? Oh, let me ask, okay. Just a curiosity thing. You went to school, right? And your nipples itching. How you scratch them? Man, you got to do one of these, like the with like your wrist, or like you got to adjust your shirt. That's what you do. So all day you just adjusting your shirt. <laughs> all day you like you like this shirt don't fit right. All day. I'm like, man, this bra is like, oh, it's crazy. This bra, I got. Wait, you out. had on the bra? You were wearing a bra by then? Yes, it wasn't I didn't a big know problem. if your nipples started itching early before anything else happened. <laughs> I didn't know how it went. I didn't know the order. Definitely, it was definitely at least a, a small, you know, like training bra. But I don't know why that was the only story I remember is like the weird thing where I was like, what's going on with my body? And but I didn't really have anyone to speak to. And that's why you got to have but you got, but you. But honestly, think about it. Your mom did listen. And she was like, girls, nothing wrong with you. Go to school. <laughs> you know, yeah, but stop I think, scratching. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's just I don't know. I can imagine telling my grandmother that when she was living, my grandmother would be like, "Did you wash, boy?" That's my grandmother. <laughs> did, did you wash, boy? Like all the time. Like, like, <laughs> did, do 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 Latin grandparents have like the same things as like like black grandparents? Black parents, black grandparents got certain things. Like the minute, the minute, the minute, I feel like my lips get a little bit like chapped a little bit if i if my mom would be like every phone call my mom because it's been passed down you drinking enough water i'm like what you mean she said because you know we can tell if you're not drinking no water because your lips get chapped like, what the? They're you, so you're not rude. even here you're not even here but my grandma used to always say that like boy if you drink some damn water your lips wouldn't be chapped what, what why can't i just put some chapstick on food my mom was a queen of just like man just to like everything you did was like you did it to yourself like or she'd make you feel worse she'd be like so, like, let's just say you messed up or something, right? You went and got a bad grade. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you could have been 
studying, you know, like you didn't have to go all this. And, you know, now what are you going to do? Like, she wouldn't give me no hope. She'd just be like, <laughs> now, you know, you messed up. That's it. You're done. Like, now you're going to be, if you just get ready to be an assistant manager at CVS the rest of your life. I'm sorry. Like, that's not a bad job. I shouldn't even have said that out loud. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's not. But now you're thinking that might be your future. <laughs> with your itchy, no, look, with your, but, look, with your itchy know, nipples, right? with your itchy like, nipples and bad grades. <laughs> No, but yeah, man. So your grand no, my family was like that too. Everything is like they will clown you, man. You have there's nothing they will not pick on on you. Okay, so look, I got one more thing too about about my grandmother. My grandmother had had broken her hip like in a car accident, like like a while. So she walked kind of like with a limp or whatever. So uh-huh. my grandmother would when if my grandmother ever like had to give one of us like a beating because it wasn't no spanking down south. It was a beating. You got your ass beat, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you move too much and. They used to always say, if you move too much and your grandmother falls, you're going to get your ass beat by every uncle, every aunt in your family. Were you ever scared of stuff like that in your yeah, family, too? one time I did drop my grandma on accident. You I was dropped your grandmother? Me. You are the well, worst grandchild ever. How you drop your grandma? Because I was fighting with my cousin. She was chasing me. And so my grandma tried to protect me. And then my cousin ran into her and she fell. And it was just my, like, did yeah. Both of y'all, did both of y'all get beat? Yes. Bad oh, both of us got. Yeah, my mom. Fell. You don't, you you don't, don't make like, grandma. Yeah, had to come and shame me. Like you dropped our mom, and it was like <laughs> you I'm just that. Little... Look, just the way you saying it though. You dropped my mom. You dropped grandma, bro. <laughs> bro, you dropped grandma. Do you, yo, seriously. You know what? You know. Hey, you know what? You know what? Your husband. I just want to come to your wedding because when your husband, when your husband, when I get to stand up and make the toast, I'm be like, hey, bro. Whenever y'all get in an argument, just remind her she dropped her grandmother, bro. She dropped her grandmother, bro. <laughs> Dude, I feel like the worst kid in the world. You should feel like the worst planet. kid right now. You dropped your. I, I have never heard of anybody dropping their grandmother. Yeah, man, it was it was a devastating day. She was all right though, but still, you would have thought like. And I get it because if someone dropped my mom if she was old, I would be very upset. Did your uncles and aunts say that to you? Be like, you dropped my mom, yo. That's yes. What, wow. They all you know what? You right up there with them ladies who tried to pay their kids way in college. You right up there with them <laughs> bad people. You right really? up there with those bad people. You dropped yeah. your grandmother, yo. Who drops a grandma? I know. And because she's Latin, she probably had on open toe shoes, didn't she? She had like sandals <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that means one shoe flew off and another one. Brittany, you going to hell, yo. You I got know. an we express pass to hell. You are not passing gold. You are not collecting $200. You going right to hell. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, I want to forget about that, but it's life. You know, you live and you learn. I appreciate you being open and honest on this show, Brittany. I, I love it. you. I love you more, Brittany. Um, we'll get back to more fun. I just think that today's topic needed to be talked about. I think. Oh I my god, so to. much so. And, so much um, so. Prayers go out though to um everybody lost on that on that accident and um. It's tragic, though. It is tragic. Because you know what's really tragic, too, is that they were on their way to do a, a family activity together. That's what's also tragic. Like, you know, you're, you're like you said earlier, you want these parents that are spending time with their kids and, you know, that sort of thing and being positive role models in their lives. And on that plane, apparently, it was it was like more than just Kobe. It was other parents on there that were, you know, doing the same thing with their kids. And, yeah, man. And know. like, oh. That just but. teaches us, though, life is short. Enjoy every moment with the people you love. And Ellen said this the other day, smile at the lady at the DMV. She's human. You know what I'm saying? No matter how long you've been in that line, smile at the lady at the DMV. That's why the people, seriously, you think I'm playing with you. That's why the people at Chick-fil-A gonna live a long ass time. 
You think <laughs> Let me tell you something. That my pleasure? How can I serve you? I was at another drive-thru today. You know what the girl said to me? What? Go ahead. Go you ahead. know what? See, and I'm finding more and more. I believe you. I know because I, I've been I twist. just ain't going to call nobody out. But that, she literally, I pulled up. I had to wait a second because I was like, there ain't nobody else in this line. Why is it taking so long? You. And then Who she finally hit me with a, go ahead. And I was like, well, I was seeing that. You know, you, I am gonna go ahead, right, right through this drive-through. <laughs> Never mind. Thank you. You don't order from places like that. They will. They don't care. They don't care. So I should. We should. So that's how we. we you seriously? I don't know if I could just drive through though, because I, I really wanted. I really. No, I, I ain't calling the place out, but I really wanted. The, I really wanted some of that spicy chicken today. I ain't calling them out, but I really wanted some of that spicy chicken. I just had a taste for it, and those mashed potatoes and gravy. The sweet tea Ooh. was just okay, but that mashed potatoes and gravy and that spicy chicken. I mean, it was it, an orange. It was, it was an orange and white. It was an orange and white box, but I ain't calling nobody out. I'm just saying it was good as hell. <laughs> it was today. worth that. Yeah. Go ahead. It was yeah, yeah. I had I had like because I had the spicy. I had crumbs <laughs> all over me when I finished, but I ain't gonna call nobody out. So I had to sweep them all back in that orange and white box when I was done and fold a box up and put it in that plastic bag. You know, but she was like, "Go ahead." She didn't even. It wasn't no my pleasure. She did, but she did honestly in her defense. She did say thank you and you welcome like that. So she did. So she made up for it, I guess. They working. Girl, <laughs> Brittany, I'm uh, I'm gone, man. I'm going to go and, and, and try not to knock nobody's grandma down today. Thank you. Please don't. Stay away from grandmas, man. What you they doing this week, Brittany? Oh and, 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 oh, and one more thing before you go. Would you, your first Gasparilla, how'd you, how'd you, how was oh it? Oh, my God. Gasparilla was so, dude. Okay, first of all, I held it together. Ooh, I was like, you know, I was having pep talks with myself. Like, Britt, you can't, you cannot get wasted this time of your day drinking. You got to, you got to hold out right so i let everybody else get drunk around me it was so much fun i saw drunk girls i saw boobs i saw girls barefoot by the way i saw one um comeback story all right happened right before my eyes one girl her shoes were missing she was out on the freaking pavement right with no shoes on big coat whatever an hour i said okay she's done an hour later she had her shoes back on her shoes were back on what, and her shoes were nowhere in sight. It's not like they were in her hands. You know what I'm saying? Those shoes were gone. This, she found her shoes. She put them back on and she was chilling. Is that what I y'all call like, it? Is that, is that I've, I've never heard the comeback story. Is that what females call the, the yes. comeback story? So, uh, most of the time you don't come back. Once you're gone, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're gone. Let me tell you something, man. I, I thought I learned a lot having sisters. Having, doing this show with you, I am learning so <laughs> much about how the females move. I, I was missing some things. I was yeah. missing some things. So you yeah, had fun. Man. And for everybody who proud. doesn't know, who may be listening in different areas, oh, yes. uh, Gasparilla is a big pirate invasion party that happens in Tampa and it goes on all day. And I think we started at like eight in the morning. Oh my God. You started at eight in the morning. That's okay. because I'm the energy God. Energy God. <laughs> you know. But you, Brittany, you, were... you tapped out on me. You tapped out on me, Brittany. I and I've never heard morning. this one either, Jason. Have you ever heard this one? Eakin. We need to go. My feet are on fire. I've never heard that one before. What do you mean? That one? I was like, Egan, I'm hungry. Egan, I'm tired. My eyes were starting to cross. This was 1 a.m. though. I was out since 1 p.m. that day. So I was last night to the end, last hour. That's when my eyes started wobbling. I was like, it's time to go. I didn't even know Remember? your eyes could wobble. Yo, I, I learned so much that day. Feet are on fire. I get that you're hungry because that happens a lot. Then it was like my eyes are like crossing. My eyes are wobbling. I was like, how does that even happen? Oh, they were, I felt them doing when they started doing this and you're like, oh man, I'm about to be, oh, I'm going to be that drunk past girl, past out girl at the bar. Meanwhile, or, I'm just on, meanwhile, I'm just on stage drinking every Bud Light seltzer right, that comes I my just, way. 
oh my Egan was having the time of his life on stage I'm trying to survive I'm like is he gonna like be ready anytime soon <laughs> like does he not see me dying here I'm low I'm low man I got no more ammo it's a good time I'm man it's a good, well, well I'm glad you enjoyed your first Gasparilla and, and next time we'll invite more people to come and hang with us because I just want to yes. I just want more feet to be on fire it's such a good time <laughs> Southern Hospitality man DJ Ekin, of course and the lovely Miss Brittany Gonzalez uh Brittany, um, let's try to have a non-tragic week, right? Let's try to have that. Let's try. Let's try that. Let's go for that this week. That's true. Yes. And kiss the ones you love. Not, not, no, don't blow a kiss here. Not, not that, not that. But like, because I know you love me. I got it. I got it. Yes. Yes, I do. I know you love me. I got it. I love yeah. you back. And maybe you're all, oh, are you, are you going to Super Bowl or just, are you going to parties? Ooh, I think I'm going to try to go to Miami this week. I got, I might have a ticket to Gronk's party in Miami. But I don't know, man. So yes. So are you gonna are you gonna try to meet Gronk? You know, if he's there, I mean, I might. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll do. Listen, I was about to say I'll do whatever. I didn't even mean it like that. I mean, I'll do if if I can meet Gronk. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to meet meet Gronk. Within Let's reason. Let's just stop talking about Gronk. Okay. Within reason. <laughs> <laughs> Within reason. We gone, man. Listen to the Southern Hospitality Podcast wherever you get your podcast at out in the podcast universe. Everywhere. Everywhere. And um hopefully Brittany will let us put her all in her all in the story of her Miami antics. That should be awesome. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll be we gone, you. man. Southern hospitality, <laughs> man. We gone. Bye. This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Now, what touched me last Sunday, and I had cried, is when I realized that he was going to coach a girls' basketball team, taking a helicopter ride in the, you know, some of the worst traffic in the world, L.A., with other people that were also going to that game. But more importantly, there he was, getting up on Sunday. Fame, money, didn't matter. He was going to coach his daughter's team, and he was going to coach one of the loves of his life, Gianna. When I understood this and realized this, the first thing I had to do was call my daughter. And she tried to call me. She is a trauma nurse, Southern Ohio. She was working uh, a late night shift. Didn't get off till 3 a.m. So when the crash happened, she was asleep. She wouldn't get up to much later. I then had meetings. We still traded phone calls, but I couldn't wait to talk to her. Because I remember as her dad and her tennis coach traveling the country with her while she was chasing her tennis dreams to be the best that she could be. And I'm her tennis coach and her dad. And it was just her and I. Understanding the game, understand what it took to be the best you could be. It was a bond that still binds us together. That struck a chord. It conjures up emotions now when I think about it. In a long discussion with my daughter last night, we talked about those times, that bond, what it meant to her, what it meant to me, what it meant to us. Kobe Bryant evolved from a champion basketball player 
into a great father. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.